Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book, not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Here's your host, Robbie Dillmore. Well, good morning, and uh, I'm not Robbie Dillmore. Robbie is uh, away this weekend on a men's retreat, the uh, Dangerous Hearts Boot Camp in Park Springs uh, Christian Camp. And I know he's having a great weekend. I think Bob, the Christian uh, junkyard man, is with him also, and I'm sure they're having a, a, a wonderful weekend. But in the meantime, I'm Jerry Mathis, the Christian body shop guy from Ray's Body Shop and Record Service, sitting in and holding this side of the desk down for Robbie and this morning, also, I have a special guest, a longtime friend, a friend of mine for many, many years, and uh, a staple in the towing industry. So that's what we're going to be talking about this morning, a lot of the stuff in the towing industry and safety and picking a towing company and just the changing industry in itself. And I'm going to introduce him in just a moment, but also I want to give a special welcome back to Phil on the other side of the glass I'm looking at. Been a long time since he's been back. Good to have him back in the in the studio this morning and working with us. But uh, with us also this morning is Junior Reynolds, and I'll let Junior take a moment to introduce himself and a little bit about his background and what he is involved in these days. Good morning, everybody, and I appreciate Jerry asked me to come on board this morning and to explain to you about some uh, um, towing issues that uh, you probably never heard about or have not had an interest in. Uh, I come from a a 73-year established business. My dad started in 19... um, 41, and uh, he was one of the first towers in Forsyth, Winston-Salem area. Uh, I have to go and uh, admit that the first tour that I can remember in South County was Fritz Motor Company, and we were the second one. And uh, Fritz is still here. Uh, my company is no longer here due to the fact that I was able to sell my property uh, to the State Department and uh, retire my business and retire myself. And... Um, We've just moved on, but I have had uh, a calling to still continue to be in the industry, representing the Winston-Salem uh, Records Association for the Police Department, and uh, we do all the towing for them, along with the customer tows for each company that's represented. Thanks again, Jerry, for letting me be a part of this. And part of that that job you have with President of the Records Association is, you know, the legal aspect of it. You know, there's a lot of a lot of negotiating that goes on, a lot of uh, representation that has to go on, and just uh, a whole lot of mediation that has to go on. Is that correct? Exactly. And uh, one thing, uh, being part of the uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, arm of the law where we're on scene to an accident that you may be involved in, uh, you've got to be representative as long, uh, along with our companies that uh, are performing this service for you, that you are treated fairly, and you're charged for the services performed and um, helping you establish what's involved in the accident after the accident. And as you go back, as you mentioned, you know, Reynolds was in in the business for many, many years, and and I thought it was kind of neat. Whenever anybody goes back, all the NASCAR fans, and you see any of the old old black and white photos from over at Bowman Gray Stadium here in Winston-Salem, usually they'll have a wrecker over there, and it has Reynolds Garage down the side of it. And what it was, I remember one of the record records and was like Jeeps with a boom on the back of it and stuff that your dad had. Over. 
Well, what happened on that issue right there, where the Jeeps came into play, is this. My dad's always been an inventor and a, a, a smart businessman. And at the time that he got his first record was right after World War II. And he went to Chattanooga, Tennessee, and he only had one record, and he worked the uh, the stadium at NASCAR. I mean, at the races over there. And he would have to leave, go do a police call or do a customer call, and that would leave the race unattended. And the car would be there on the track, and they'd have to make some kind of way to move it. So Dad decided that uh, I'm going to get a Jeep. He took a Jeep over there, and 90% of the time, he could either push the car after the accident uh, off the track or hook a chain to it and pull it off the track. So uh, that let his uh, tow truck become available. If it wasn't needed, it was at the racetrack. If it was needed uh, elsewhere, the Jeep was there to suffice for the, the truck not being there. And one of the other things we're going to, as we wrap up with uh, appraisal by the Black Book, we're going to talk a little bit about, and this is a, a heritage and the legacy that your dad left behind, is the fact that in the towing industry, in the garage industry, the junkyard industry, or the, I remember one thing, your dad, never you never say junkyard. Exactly. It was recycled or used <laughs> auto parts. <laughs> we get fighting mad over that <laughs> junkyard stuff. But um, is the fact that he also used that as a platform to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that and come back to it. But this morning also, one of the things I'd like to, to spend a little time talking about is the fact that those tow truck operators sometimes are heroes. I mean, the job that they are doing is a dangerous job, and they're coming to the rescue of people when they're in a pretty bad situation sometimes, and it's sort of overlooked. And this morning, I'm also going to ask, this is a call-in show. If you've got a story of a record driver or, or a tow company coming to your rescue, you'd like to call in and, and tell us about it and share it. And that may be an encouragement to somebody in the towing industry or somebody who just needs to know how that driver represented Jesus Christ. Give us a call. And our number here is 866-348-7884. Once again, 866-348-7884. And I think about so many stories and stuff from the the, the times of, of of somebody calling a parent, and I know I've had many of these calls where a child is locked inside of a car, and you know there's times when it's a cold weather, warm weather, and and Junior's probably had had many of those over the years where the child is just old enough to reach over and somehow or another hit the button or 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 push down on the the lever to lock the vehicle up with the keys inside of it and then a parent on the outside trying to figure out how to get inside that, that vehicle. We've had that happen, but one of the most interesting ones, Jerry, is we had a cat <laughs> that got on the console of a car, locked the door while it was at a, a, a filling station, and when we tried to get in it, the arms and the tools that we're using, the cat was smacking them and grabbing them, so we had to fight a cat to get the door unlocked, but kids, they can be a problem. It, uh, they just accidentally lock the door, um, and they don't know how to unlock it because they don't know how they locked it. So it, it's some interesting stories out there about cars being locked and how they happen. Yeah. And also, you know, the stories that you, that you'll get and, and, and you'll hear throughout the, you know, just nationally and stuff where a record driver came out and came up on a scene and had to, you know, not even knowing that another occupant was in a vehicle and having to help with the rescue of getting that person out 
or somebody who who runs off the road and their car's died or or no longer is able to run and it'd be in frigid temperature and stuff and the driver come in there where they used a cell phone to call and came to also really not only was it a recovering a, a wreck or a damaged vehicle but it was also recovering or uh, an individual in distress and those those things happen every day and, and it's sort of like overlooked and a lot of times when we are talking the towing industry you know it's always getting the negative stuff nobody really realizes you know the the situation that those drivers put themselves into and and as i'm going off of that i just want to just just mention a few things and one thing is the the move over law june you've been in the business for all these years do you really think that drivers out there on the highway consider a tow truck they'll know they need to move over if it's a law enforcement vehicle but do you see that there's a problem as far as the towing industry goes with the, the operators out on the side of the road? I see a big problem there, Jerry. A lot of times we are on the interstate or the two-lane road, and we see a, a, a tow truck there working with a car to be recovered or towed. And uh, we just look on it as another entity of business versus an entity of uh, law enforcement where we're forced to move over for unless uh, if we don't, we're going to pay a penalty. But one thing about a, a tow truck um, is the fact that when we're at an accident scene, most of the time we have the protection of the police department, highway patrol, sheriff department, and you do move over. But if we're out there alone, our emphasis is recovering that vehicle to transport it, and we're not paying attention to the highway uh, because we're loading the car. We, we've assured ourselves we're off the highway, but we're loading the vehicle, and we're moving around that vehicle, both left and right side of it, front and back. So our eyes are not constantly watching traffic. We're watching what we're doing to protect your cargo. So that's what we run into. So move over law benefits us so much more as uh, it would law enforcement. All right, and we have John on the line, and it says John is a tow truck operator out of Louisville, Kentucky. Is that correct? Or Louisville, Kentucky. Hey, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, I am Mr. Quick Take. Mr. Quick Take Lockout. Sir. Oh, John, hold on. Can you hold on one moment? We're just going into a break. If you hear that music, that means we've got to cut away for just a moment. If you'll stay on the line, we'll be right back with you, okay? We're back with our, our hero, John, here. Just a moment before we go. Now, once again, it's a reminder that this is a call-in show, 866-348-7884. want to hear your story of how a tow truck operator may have been a hero in your life, or just if you're a tow truck operator like John, to be able to hear how you've probably came to the rescue of somebody else and also an opportunity for us to say thank you for what you do. All right, John, back to you. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. I actually am Mr. Quick Pick in Louisville, and I unlock cars all day and all night. And just wanted to say, yeah, as a, as a Christian service provider, I think it's, it's a ministry if you choose to look at it that way. People will one minute be in a very vulnerable situation, and the next you're hearing about their family and needs that they have and, 
and you really have an opportunity to pray with them or uh, pray for them at least if that's an option as well. So I, I appreciate what you guys are doing and, and I'm heading to another lockout right now. All right. Well, hey, I appreciate it. I also appreciate the fact that, that you do use that as an opportunity to be able to share the gospel of Jesus Christ because God puts people in our path, and sometimes we don't understand who it is and, and, and why they've put them there. But most of the time when we step back, we can see how God gave us the opportunity to to to, to be a worker for him, not just unlock a car, but also to, to be a worker for the kingdom of God. All right, and once again, have a great day and be careful, and we certainly appreciate you. Thank you, guys. And as we were talking a moment ago about the the move over law, I mean, there's a lot of things that that people just don't realize the importance of of that because those drivers and those operators on the side of the road, and they're they're putting themselves in a pretty dangerous situation. And I just had a few figures that I pulled up this morning, um, and I want to mention a couple names. John Colovo was killed when he was hit by a car while he was changing the tire on the side of the road. And uh, Ricardo Valdez hit and killed when he was hooking up a vehicle on the side of I-77. And Martin Barden killed when he was working a scene in an intersection. And the highway patrol even had their car out in the intersection blocking so he could winch the car up. And a car came through, sped through, hit the patrol car and hit him and killed him. And, you know, these are guys that got up that morning, and there's there's many, many more who are, who also had to deal with the situation and the families have to deal with it. Where they got up, and it was just a, an average morning. They were taking a call. They, they had a, an accident scene or a flat tire or a gas or whatever it may be, and then all of a sudden their life completely changed because of people not paying attention on the highways. And also through the Department of Labor, um, a stat that really sort of stood out to me, between 2003 and 2013, 50 tow truck operators were killed on the side of the road when doing their job. I mean, Junior, that's kind of an eye-opening figure to, to me. And, and, and what's your thought on that? Well, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's an awful fact to have to face. And even here in uh, Winston-Salem, seven years ago, we had at uh, on Silas Creek Parkway near 40, we had a company out of Yakinville Center truck in here to uh, transport a vehicle off of uh, uh, the Interstate 40 at Siles Creek. And as he ramped up to roll back this vehicle, early hours of the morning, vehicle coming down 40 uh, was captivated by the lights. People, you, you need to realize a lot of these rotating or new light systems that the police department and highway patrol and the tow trucks have on top if you look at those lights, you'll notice they draw your attention. And if it takes that attention away from the highway, then only takes a second to have, have a, a, a massive um, ending to a, a, a fact here that we don't need to have. But we had a young driver killed on uh, Interstate 40, not knowing whether it was the, the lights that did or what. It's just a factor we can put in this. But would have helped if the driver had moved over, possibly would have saved that driver's life. Yeah, and, you you know, even even getting to the scene sometimes, and this is something where our drivers will call in, and, you know, the, 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 the police department, law enforcement, is trying to find out an ETA when that vehicle, when the, when the tow truck or the wrecker is going to get on the scene, and they're two miles from the accident scene or a mile from the accident scene and trying to work their way through traffic and, 
they've got their beacon lights on and and all of that and people will will pull in front of them or try to block them like they're you know I, I guess they just don't realize that they're stuck in traffic and they're not going anywhere until that truck gets up there and moves that vehicle so they can get through but they'll sit there and I mean, I've seen that time and time again where our drivers will say, you know, can you get the police officer to, I can see his lights, but he's not to get these people to move. They won't move over for me to get up there. And they'll, if they don't realize, as long as that truck is sitting behind them and not at that scene, they're going to be stuck in traffic. And, you know, it's just, just a respect thing. And, and, and part of it is, you know, I think it's just that, that thought of what people the old thought of what a tow truck driver was i mean they get people have it in their mind they're just just grubby old trucks and grubby old guys and really don't care what they're doing well you know the industry has changed tremendously over the years and if you go on the website christiancarguy.com you'll see seven ways to pick a towing company and and all of those we're going to sort of walk our way down and junior's going to contribute on this also and and the number one thing, if you like I say, you go to the website, you'll see the whole list and stuff. But the number one thing with everything we talk about so many times when it's talking about getting a vehicle repaired, uh, you know, body repair, mechanical repair, purchasing a vehicle, anything related to a vehicle, we sometimes forget about this aspect of it. the number one thing to do is to pray, pray about it. And, you know, if that means, you know, if you know you're going to need that service or or whatever it may be in your Sunday school class, you know, pray about it and ask for references and, and that type of thing. And, and, and where other people have had dealings and, and, and try to see where that may lead you and stuff. But, but prayer is so important. If you're on the side of the road and broke down, I mean, one thing you ought to do is be praying that, that God is going to keep you safe and everybody involved to come and help you and stuff. And all the other people, if it's an accident, are are okay and stuff. Take a moment just to just to say a prayer. You think? What's your thought, Junior? Well, yeah, anything that's uh, like this, it's a uh, a prayer needed thing. We we need guidance in anything that we do, each step we take every day of the of our life. And what we do is we don't go into a bar and say, "Fellas, I'm here, and I would like for you to pray for me and uh, see what's going on." We don't do that, but we do go to our fellowships our churches, and there we pray, and we'll get the answer, and we'll get the guidance. All right, we'll be right back. And once again, if you got those hero stories, give us a call. And remember, as always, pray, pray, pray is number one. We'll look at the other six things you need to do. We'll be back in a moment. Christian Car Guy Radio. Welcome back to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. Once again this morning, uh, you have with you, I'm Jerry Mathis at Ray's Body Shop and Record Service, Christian Body Shop guy. And with me this morning is Junior Reynolds, uh, president of Winston-Salem Forsyth County Record Association and formerly president of Reynolds Garage and Towing and used auto parts and, and all of the above. Um, we were going down the list, and the first thing we are talking about, how to pick a, a towing company when you're needing one. And sometimes, you know, it's, you don't have the opportunity. It's pretty quick where you have to make that decision before we go down this list. I'm also going to go back and say, and I've said this multiple times, the best thing you can do, no matter where you're at in this country is to have a card or something in the glove box of all your vehicles of who you're going to have tow your car. 
And there's multiple reasons for that. One thing, hopefully, it'll be somebody you're familiar with. It'll be somebody who geographically is closer to your home and you won't be towing a vehicle all the way on the other side of the county. And also, it'll be somebody who works with you and stuff. If you have uh, have a vehicle that's in an accident and, and the towing company happens to be a body shop, you know that it can go there and stay, and you're not going to have the burden of having to get it towed again because a lot of companies, insurance companies, don't want to pay for that second tow. So, I, I, and even when my daughter went off to college, and I, I've said this multiple times too, one of the first things I did, I went up to Lynchburg at Liberty University and found a body shop that was on the outskirts of the campus. And that became the contact that I used over the last four years. If she had any kind of a problem, she knew she would go there. Uh, I, I introduced myself to him, told him I was in the body shop business in Winston-Salem and, and all of that stuff. And it's really just been a, been a help because we've had to use their services and, or at least their referrals a couple of times. We're talking about referrals goes back to number two on picking a, a towing industry. And number two says, ask your mechanic or a body shop. Ask them who they would use and who they would suggest because it goes back to it. Those people will know who's able to tow a vehicle without damaging it, who has the insurance and that type of thing because those are the people in the industry seem to have a little bit of a better insight on the way to get something done properly or, or having a less chance of something going wrong. You know, not only just the body shop or the mechanic, but also ask your parts supplier, the guy at the gas station where you get gas or anything like that. Do you have anything else you can add to that, Junior? Well, <clears throat> it uh, proofs in the pudding that they say that if you have an accident, you're going to be within 20, 25 miles of your home. Now, that's where you want your car relocated to if you have an accident. And I know when you have an accident, that investment you have, uh, it may be sitting there damaged or torn up, but it's still your investment. And it needs to be protected further than just uh, picking it up and saying, oh, I've wrecked it. I'm going to take it to a junkyard now. No, it may be repaired or um, what you want to do is what Jerry suggested. Find someone that you can trust, that you know is insured, that you know that is a respectable company in your community, close to your home, that can respond to this. Because let me assure you, if you have an accident, you are going to be beside yourself. You'll not know what to do, what to think about. Have that in the glove box of a business card or have it already so that you'll know what to do in case that moment comes. And, and you know, another quick thing you can do, and uh, you can come by, if you're in the Winston-Salem, Forsyth County, Northern Davidson County market, come by Ray's Body Shop and Record Service. We have a, a little folder that you put in the glove box that has a accident scene report and also step-by-step what you need to do. And also check with some other shops in your area. If you're in California, Utah, or Florida, or, or Pennsylvania, or Charlotte, whatever it is, just check around and see most of them. And if somebody that you are, are wanting to deal with, they can give you something like that to put in the glove box, and that'll make it easier because if it's if it's us as men, we're, we're, we're also frazzled when we have an accident, but also our wives and our kids is really a, a, a tough situation. So have that where it makes it easier. And then the number three thing is look at the trucks, see what kind of vehicles they have. And, you know, over the, the years, the tow truck has certainly changed what that truck looks like. I mean, it used to be, it'd always be the truck with the boom on the back, but now with the complex vehicles and stuff, you know, there's very few vehicles you're going to be able to tow with a boom. So, you know, you need a wheel lift at the 
you know, at the very least, and there's a, probably more than half the vehicles, it's hard to even tow with a wheel if they need to go on a rollback. So, Junior, what do you think about or what do you have to add to the, the, the vehicle and the changing of the, the vehicles now? Well, one thing I want to stress here is uh, the projection that company puts out. Um, is that truck clean? Is that truck neat? Um, is it presentable to the public? That's the way I, I call them. And instead of, uh, I'll correct Jerry a little bit, uh, uh, not uh, to make him uh, <laughs> upset, but instead of, uh, it's not two truck drivers any longer, I guess. It's uh, vehicle recovery and transportation specialists. Because here's we're getting into the trucks. We need to know what investments you have that you're driving, and you need to know what to tell us when we ask the question, is it a four-wheel drive, all-wheel drive? Oh, we're going to get to that in a moment, so don't okay. go too far into that right. because that is an important piece. All right. Well, then we'll go back to the trucks, the cleanliness of the truck, and uh, the um, uh, the operator of that truck, too, that uh, it, it's presentable and that you know you'll be happy. Yeah, but that's number four is we sit there and we look at the the driver. Does he look like a professional? Does he look like he knows what he's doing? Does he present himself well? I mean, it's all just clean, and, and, you know, most of the time a clean-cut driver is going to be somebody who also cares about keeping your car in that same condition. So don't don't belittle the fact that the driver does play a part of it and also the the appearance of the trucks. And then the number five, common manners. Do they understand? Are they listening to what you say? I mean, is it a, a company that's polite and stuff? And we sit there and five and six sort of run together where it's also having being courteous and stuff. You know, last thing I want, if my daughter needs a truck to come out and jump start or, or, or recover her vehicle is the guy come out and start using language and, and, and slang and, and just being, you know, very, unprofessional for one thing i think the the operator owes that respect to the to that customer but there's a lot out there that haven't bought into that well jerry i think we look at it this way maybe if uh, you have a good driver professional operator out there on the scene to answer that call one thing that's going to be very important to you and to his company is that he's a good listener he's done this a thousand times but he's never done it for you. And you're upset. You can't get in your car. You need to be somewhere. He's going to listen versus say, I've been through this before. I can tell you about this. I got this deal. I got that deal. A good, courteous, professional person that uh, has great manners, cleanliness. And you know what they say about cleanliness next to godliness. So <laughs> that's another plus for us. And our first number one was prayer. So. We Here put we those go. two together. We're we're going to be on the right track. Hopefully, we're going to make a good choice. And then number seven is hey, find somebody you can ask. I mean, if you're in this market, or even if you have a question with towing or anything, you can go to the uh, ChristianCarGuy.com webpage and it has ask an expert. And there's a bunch of experts. You can go down to my name, Jerry Mathis, a Christian body shop guy. And if you have a question with the towing industry, having your car towed or anything like that, or if you need a car towed some questions that you may want to do pre-tow or post-tow questions that you may have, feel free to give me a call or drop me an email. Or if you have questions with a body repair, dealing with your insurance company or anything like that, go ahead and just drop me an email or give me a call. And there's other experts. you got Bob, the Christian junkyard body shop uh, junkyard guy there. you got 
Bill Mixon, the insurance agent. You got plenty of resources. Robbie Dillmore, who's a wealth. I mean, just just full of all kind of information and stuff. Use that website to try to get some answers questioned, some questions answered. Also, as we sit there and work down that, there's a couple of things that you as the individual, the customer, need to make sure that you know about your vehicle. And Junior mentioned this just a little bit, but, you know, it's important that you know, do you have a, a four-wheel drive or a two-wheel drive vehicle? Do you have a vehicle that's been lowered where all of a sudden, you know, it used to have a, a seven-inch clearance underneath that thing and you've chopped the springs down and lowered that thing and it's two inches off the ground? I mean, all that kind of stuff makes a difference. What kind of locks do you have? Power locks. Do you have airbags, side airbags in the doors and stuff? Another thing that people will forget about, and I'm going to come back to Junior and see what he has to add to this, but also, have you already had somebody try to do a service for you? Because that also is a, a big difference. Because there's a lot of people will come by and see you've locked your cars in, a, in, in your vehicle and they got the clothes hanger out and they're trying to help you out and they've knocked rods off, they tore rubbers up and all this stuff. Let them know that you've already had somebody else try to provide that service. It helps the towing industry. You agree with that, Junior? I agree wholeheartedly. And uh, it's a good move to uh, get well acquainted with your car. Know exactly how to answer a question when it's asked. And uh, if you have attempted to do something, let that professional that's out there know ahead of time what's happened and where you're at at that stage. And And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about what do we do when we want to realize that Hey, part of our profession is our calling by Jesus Christ that he's given us and stuff. So we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, Great Commission for each and every one of us. Welcome back to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. Once again, uh, glad to have you this morning talking about the towing industry and the, the changing industry and... And those heroes that are tow truck operators, because sometimes I think they're the, the, the forgotten heroes so many times on, on the tasks that they have and the, the danger they put themselves into on a, on a daily basis. Every time they crawl into that truck and, and go out to an accident scene or a recovery or flat tire, gas, whatever, jump start, they really don't know what they're getting themselves into because of every situation is different. Every, uh, every, every call, there can be things that you just don't expect happening that can happen there. And and as we're talking about that, one of the things that, that they need to be prepared to do is to be able to give a great service. And and that goes, you know, that's a twofold thing. It's a responsibility by the by the company, by who they send out there. And also it's a responsibility making sure you get good service by the individual, the customers, making sure they got plenty of information and that type of thing which we talked about. But one of the other things that this morning I wanted to share, especially with having Junior here with me this morning, because I know that how much I know the faith of his dad and how much that was part of his company was was the fact that they felt like his dad felt like that was a platform he had to share the gospel of Jesus Christ and to to let people know of his his belief in, in, in God and the true Lord and Savior. And also made me think back about uh, a few years ago, I had the opportunity to go to uh, uh, Hendersonville at the, the Joe Gibbs Racing Shop for a seminar with the paint company that was there. And there was probably, I would say, 75, 80 
paint representatives. I was sort of a fish out of water as far as all that goes. I was just uh, representing local shops and stuff. But it was, uh, you know, that place is really top notch. I mean, you walk in and it's like, you know, you're you're uh, three, you know, it's just, just amazing. It's not what you would think going into a race shop, what it used to be. I mean, now with the polished floors and everything, just everything in place and so pristine and the uh, the, the 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 eating areas, the reception area, the meeting rooms, everything was just something you would expect to see at the Hyatt House or something. But um, the second day there, uh, everybody was excited because Joe Gibbs was going to come in and do what I thought would be his normal that you hear all the time, the corporate speech. Thank you for investing in us and blah, blah, blah kind of stuff. But he certainly surprised me. He has this huge auditorium with surround sound and it probably seats 150 people, 200 people in there, but it's just real plush and, and gorgeous and stuff. But uh, that morning, Joe Gibbs walks across the, the platform, the stage up there, and does a quick thank you to the corporate sponsors and the money they've invested. But then he goes into what surprised me, and 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 I'll never forget this. He gave his testimony and that Jesus Christ had guided him and directed him, and when he was in the uh, coach of the Washington Redskins, how important that was that he always knew that that was a platform to be an ambassador for Jesus Christ. And then when the racing opportunities opened, he knew that that was a gift from God. And part of that responsibility by him accepting it was to make sure that he shared the gospel of Jesus Christ and gave his testimony. And that's a huge part of his business. If you'll watch after a race and this past week, they ended up winning a race and a camera went down on the pit road and he had the team gathered around and was doing a prayer and stuff to me that was just so powerful and, and then he closed it with one statement that once he said once i forget that jesus christ gave me this platform then i expect him to take it from me and to me that was just just a huge statement and as i sit there and think about that i go back to uh to the Great Commission in Matthew 28, where it says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end. It took me to mature to really get the grasp of that. It wasn't God didn't say I'm going to send you that or I'm just sending some people to be preachers and that's their job. It says to each and every one of us, he's gave us that opportunity. And when it says to go, it doesn't necessarily mean we have to go to a foreign land or, or go across the United States, have to leave and go to, to California or Oregon or Utah or wherever it may be. Sometimes where he sends us is in our own home it's, it's in the hall down it's walking down the hall and open to the next bedroom and sharing jesus christ with somebody in your family it may be your neighbor it may be somebody at school it may be somebody you're working with you know as john mentioned the caller earlier the tow truck operator out of kentucky when he said that also is the opportunity you go into where you can pray with people there they're in in a time of need and you're able to share your faith with them that's what god calls us to do and I think in, 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 in our business, you know, for so many years, I had a hard time of understanding that God is going to provide and equip. I mean, I know that I had this tug to, to go, you know, go on a mission field. And I really struggled with that because I thought Ray's Body Shop and Record Service, there's no way in the world they could operate 
with me out of this country. I thought there's no way in the world Pinedale Christian Church was going to operate with me out of this country. Well, God was sitting up there laughing because he certainly didn't need me. And I was able to go, and I've been going for seven or eight years to Jamaica on a mission trip. It's been, I mean, it's been a life-changing thing. I've been able to do it with my daughter and watched her grow and see how she is, I mean, just, just absolutely a special person when it comes to dealing with that kind of stuff. But also when it comes to just being at work and stuff and, and, and with our employees and stuff, is to be able to be that example and to share our faith with them. People who come through the door, most of the time when they come through the door, it's in a crisis situation. They've had an accident. Their vehicle's tore up. But you're able to slow down and share your faith with them. We have the literature out there and stuff. But part of it is, you know, there's a lot of places you go into that has it sitting on the counter, but you're not living by that. That's not the way you're you're, you're conducting business. And I think it's just so important that you make sure that you realize that Jesus gave you that opportunity. That's your mission field. If it's in Kentucky, unlocking cars, if it's in Winston-Salem, doing body repair and paint repair and towing vehicles, if it's in Utah working at the Air Force Base or the 7-Eleven or whatever it may be, God gave us a mission field. And I know that's part of what I was excited about having Junior here because I knew that was the the that was your dad's concept of of, of doing doing business. That was part of his business. He'd come in, he's going to talk to you about Jesus. And if you liked it or not, and if you left mad, then he's going to tell you about it as you're going out the door and tell you he loves you. And it didn't make any difference. That was, that was his mission field. Exactly. And uh, I'll tell you something. He knew that one of the avenues to get to that family was through the child. And uh, he would ask them, where do you go to church? You know, well, we don't go. Uh, he's, would tell them, well, I do the RAs at my church, and I have young men's class. Uh, I'd be glad to pick your son up on uh, Sunday morning. My sons are with me, and we'd be glad to take him to church, bring him home. And it became a tradition that he'd have a list of kids to go pick up. And one of the treats that morning that was, uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with a place called Stanville. There's a Dairy-O in Stanville. Now, it's not a free advertise. We'll get Get that straight out. Later. Hey, but they got a good hot dog. I'll <laughs> they tell do you have that a now. Good hot dog. <laughs> and we know that young man that runs that place, Jerry and I do. But at that time, this place has become full circle. It's uh, was Stultz. It's Stultz Restaurant. My dad would take these kids to the Stultz Restaurant, and in the morning hour before Sunday school, he would give us a Coca Cola and a hot dog, and he worked through the child. And you would not believe how many parents would become Christians and join the church later and work in that church due to the fact he got that child there. All right, once again, great having you this morning, a great morning. I hope Robbie's having a great time this weekend. Uh, Thank you, Junior, for being here. And I'm Jerry Mathis, uh, Christian Body Shop Guy, Raised Body Shop and Record Service. Go out and see where your mission field is today. Go out and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if you see a tow truck operator, tell them thank you for what they do and putting their life on the line and bringing a service that's certainly needed. And once again, see you back next week.